So this is part two of my conversation with David Anthony. If you haven't heard part one, wait, what the fuck are you doing here? Stop this, click down, listen to part one, and come back and listen to part two. Here we go. But yeah, so how did it come about you two doing Whiskey Milk? Literally that. We just, we just, uh, we, we were like, well, if we try and do something together, we just yeah. thought it would be an interesting exercise. I'm, I'm all up for just doing things sometimes not to try and like make a career out of it, but for fun. Yeah. As just an exercise, just to keep yourself busy because mm. stand up is, is just sort of like a classic way of looking at it. Can yeah. Become very, very just wears you down and, and it's a lot of traveling and a lot of just being by yourself and I don't mind being by myself but you know it, it's it, it, it's tiring yeah and sometimes it's nice to do something just for fun yeah uh, and so yeah we're just like well let's let's sit down let's write mm. see if we can come up with something yeah like a double act but we didn't really know we neither really understood how to write a double act so mm. we just sort of ended up where we are which is it's not quite a sketch show. I think it's probably a double act. I don't really know what double acts do. So. No. Like, <laughs> I honestly don't. No, I, no, I, I really, I, I don't really, I don't think I've ever seen like a double act show. I'm not seeing I've a double act. I've more common wise, I guess. Yeah. That's more like, for, I don't know, that's like Anton Deck. Isn't it? <laughs> I mean, not, not, not to put them in the same bracket of talent, but in that, you know, these sketches and things like that. Mm. We don't really do sketches. No. But I, I think I've seen... I've seen sketch, well, du- sketch duos on my own. Yeah, mind, sketch so. duos, but that's a different thing. I mean, like I said, I guess I've seen bits and pieces of um, Lee and Herring when they were uh, mm-hmm. a duo and they didn't really do sketches, but I never really got that because I think it was off the time and yeah. it never really did it for me. And there's not really many people nowadays that are doing stand-up as a duo. No. It was Peacock and Gamble for a while, but I never really saw them, so I don't know what they did. No. Okay. Sure. You remember those? No, uh, not really. Ray Peacock. He's not called Ray Peacock anymore. Obviously, his yeah. name is not actually Ray Peacock. What's his name now? I forget his fucking real name. And then the other one was Ed Gamble. Ed Gamble? Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. You don't know this? No. How old are you? 29. You're older than me. I know. You know, I, I thought maybe you were going to... I can never tell who's older or younger than me. I, I, is, um, I... Dude, okay. I found out recently my manager at work is 24. Oh, Jesus Christ. I thought she was, like, in her mid-30s. <laughs> <laughs> no, and by the way, that's not a slant on her at all. Like, I I thought she just looked really good. Like, she's very, very good looking. But that's not to, also not to disparage her. She's very intelligent and she's yeah. a great manager. She's better than I could be because I don't just... care about the job. Neither does she either, but she's just better. Than yeah. Uh, but anyway, like, yeah, I can't fucking tell anyone's age anymore. How did... Um... We've gone way off track. What oh, are we talking about? How did you find Edinburgh this year? Like the last year? Like, yeah, the last year, 2019. I find Edinburgh, um, uh, it's, I think it's it's a bit too much for me, I think. Mm. I think uh, I sort of go a bit weird and feral and, and stop looking after myself. Um, I don't know. I have a feeling it's on the way out. It's on the way out, Edinburgh. Well, well, I think it's on the way to something different because they've hiked the prices again this year. They just announced that a few days ago. Plus, yeah. they've hiked the prices again. There was a discussion last year, and there have been discussions before this um, about the idea of crowds uh, gouging, gouging essentially becoming overboard, and, yeah. and particularly in terms of accommodation. And there have been talks of 
you know, wanting to have some sort of rent control or something, but yeah. which is, just seems completely impractical to me. Um, but what last year they the the uh, French Society did a statement on it and basically just reiterated what they said before, which was no, we're not going to do anything to change. Their argument was that the fringe always existed as as a, a sort of uh, almost uh, anarchic mm. setting where people would come up and set up stalls and you know just run out of venue and just turn up. We weren't invited. Yeah. We just turn up anyway. It's like all right, you feel shit because that's not really. That's not what it is. Definitely not. It's a fucking festival. Yeah. it's huge. It and if you go there and you look around, you're like, no, this is heavily organised. Oh, and if you've ever tried to get a show there, you know it's. It, oh yeah, you either. You either are consistently there every year and they know you and you get a place and then you're kind of just stuck in that loop of you have to do it every year. Yeah. Because otherwise you lose your place. Um, and, uh, and if you're new to it, I mean, I don't know if you've got a venue yet. Nope. No, um, yeah. I, because if you're not doing a full month like I'm doing, and I understand that because it's got to be a fucking nightmare to try and organize those yeah. things, but I don't want to do a full month. That's insane. I have things to do. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm not, I don't gonna... have the money to do yeah. a month. You know? <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's completely, I think it's it seems at the moment to me to be unsustainable. Mm. Yeah, and I don't know what's going to happen to it, but like every year I go there, it just seems to be becoming a little more ridiculous every time. Mm. And I don't know. I mean, but to be fair, also I haven't been going to it for that long. I'm sure there are people that are listening to it going, "You don't really know what you're talking about." We're like, "No, I'm talking about." I'm just saying, like as a casual observer, as someone that's seen it over the last few years, every year it just seems to get a little bit closer to essentially just being somewhat similar to like the Just Last Festival Mm. in Montreal, where it's basically just an industry festival. Well, it is. Well, because well, not quite to that level. I don't think at the moment. I've only done one, but the from what I saw. It is very industry based because you get you know, the big names yeah. coming down and doing well. Some some of them are doing work in progress shows and that's perfectly fine, I think. But then you get it's a tour stop now. And who are you gonna? Who are you that's gonna, true. You like uh, Craig Ferguson just did like a couple of shows there. I guess that's slightly different. He lives in Scotland. But yeah, uh, guys just sort of drop in. Right? Ed, Ed Byrne did a week there. So I went to see him. Two years before, Louis did just yeah. like a couple of shows. I think yeah. Burr did a couple of shows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I I don't know what it was like before that. Maybe that happened before, but I can't imagine it. No. And um, we were competing with um, Daniel Sloss for quite a, for quite a long time during our during our time slot. Well, good um, luck with that, buddy. I know. I know. <laughs> I know but <coughs> that's going to happen, whatever, I suppose. But for me, it's just like, okay, it's not what it was formerly advertised as. As you said, this anarchic thing where the outsiders come in. And... Yeah, I think there is still there. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, the fact that me and you yeah. can do a show, yeah. you know, we have no money. Um, yeah. Like, no, uh, you know, not really anything backing us, particularly other than just. Yeah, firm belief in God. Yeah. Um, but it's, it, you you can't get a show, you know. It's fun, I, and and I think there's 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 something sort of like grimily fun about putting on a show and somewhere like Barbados and yeah, I'm not... trashed and chatting shit and like or, or Dropkick Murphys. Just or Dropkick, right. like either one, it's fine. No, I just picked that one because that's like an especially grimy one. Um, You've not been to Dropkick Murphys, have you? <laughs> I don't know if I have. I probably have. I don't remember off the top of my head. But anyway, but you know, there is something fun about it. I think it's really great. For us, that there is something where we can do that. Yeah. If nothing else, you're able to go there and just do nothing but stand up for a yeah. fucking long time, whether that's a week or a month. That's a long time. Mm. See, I've already, even though I'm not got a venue, 
I've already booked the accommodation. That's a bold move. It's a bold move. But, so, it, but you'll go up anyway, not that far. Yeah, exactly. So I'm living with Duffy Connors. I'm going to be living with Duffy Connors, who's already right. got a show. And we did the show, we did a show together last year. So I was like, I'm either going to be going, I don't, I'm going to be going up there regardless. So I'm either going to be going up there with a show for like a couple of weeks, which is great, or go up there, do sports, do some flying, earn a bit of money, and yeah, yeah have a paid holiday. I've realised, I, I just had the horrible realisation, we're just two Oprah Mikers talking about Oprah Mike comedy for probably an hour. It doesn't matter. Man. <laughs> I know, I know it doesn't matter, but like, it's, but to be honest, it is nice to talk about it sometimes. I don't know if anyone would get to listen to it, but there might be some people that are interested. It's, do you know what? It, it is a weird subculture. It's I don't, it, it is sort of fun. Do, do you find it awkward talking to people about it? I, yeah. People that don't know about it. People that don't know about it. Because I think they get the wrong impression. I find it, I'm proud of what I do. I'm ha- I like and I love doing it, but at the same time. By the way, I think, actually, let's pause this because I need a wait. Yeah, cool. This go- how many points? Uh, just talking about how you don't let women on the podcast. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, it's cool, like, talking about. It is something nice to talk It is good to talk about it, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Like, just open my Why did you start doing it? Well, I start doing it. Well, I, um, I think I have, I, I've always liked having attention. <laughs> That's. It is nice, isn't it? Sometimes. Yeah. I've always liked having attention. And, um, I think having to share parents with siblings, make, um, how many siblings have you got? I've got two younger ones. Same. So, I, got, I, got, yeah. I, got, I got one older, one younger. Yeah, so I'm, I'm the eldest. So I happened to, I had about two and a half years where it was just me and my parents and occasionally whatever cousins would be, would be in there, would, would drop in that. But that was a golden two, that was a golden two and a half years, man. But then, brother came along, loved my brother, don't get me wrong, but did still my, did still my life. Like. But that's, I mean, I, <coughs> I don't think that's the reason like everyone's got siblings for the most part except Chinese people um, <laughs> you know I don't know I like I, I quite like because it's a it's a weird stupid thing to do with your time like yeah it, it's really tiring and it's kind of stupid I was <laughs> I was okay I'll tell oh wait you. no hang on we, we were talking about something different before so we were talking about when you talk to people about it yeah when we talk so to do you try and hide it I don't try and hide it I think I, I've been told to downplay it a lot. Like my brother said You've to me. You've been told to downplay it. No, 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 no. I've been told that I do downplay it a lot. Like, well, um, I, think, I think it's correct to downplay it. Yeah. So I, um, I was at home a couple of, I was, I was home a couple of weeks ago. My brother was on, was, my brother was there with one of his friends and he, he told, um, he told his friend, I was like, oh, my brother is standing up on you. And she, and the friend was like, oh, Ah, please come along and see him. I was like, okay, cool. These are some dates. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, you uh, give people dates? Yeah, I was like, these are some dates. I'm, I'm just like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> then it was like, I'm going to come and see you. It's like, nah. <laughs> but, but no, it was like, no, I don't want you to. And you, I don't, I don't, do you ever want to, why would you ever want to perform for people you know? <laughs> why? That makes no fucking sense. They know it's bullshit. Like, if you ever, like, perform in front of people you know, because it's terrible, because you get off afterwards and they're like, right, well, I mean, None of that was real. <laughs> was so fucking full of shit. <laughs> but um, this, um, I think this. Uh, this Your parents ever seen you perform? No, never. Not yet. My parents have seen me perform a few times. How's it going? Uh, the weird thing was, is I, I think both of them were not really them seeing me in 
an, a, like the perfect environment. One was like a daytime show. Uh, my dad's not as mobile as he was, so it's easy okay. for him. Uh, but they actually came up to Edinburgh last year because we got family up in Edinburgh. So yeah, I'm not seeing you because you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they um, they came to see my show, but it was a weird one to come and see because uh, uh, we were we were at like one in the afternoon, which is way too fucking early. Yeah. Uh, it's way too early for comedy, and we were in a position which was pretty decent really because like people were on their way into town, and we were like the first stand up show on for, in like an area. Yeah. So we would get a lot of people like on their way, um, but it was a mixed bag. And the way we were promoting this, it was a show about substance abuse. Was that you and Adam, Mr. Adam Adam Bryce. And um, uh, we were going around at night. But what we'd done was we, we'd put on our flies. It was called Gummy Bears because of these THC gummy bears that we were eating <laughs> and, um, at the time. And uh, we were going around at night. We'd written a trap number on the back, like a, a dealer number. Mm-hmm. And it said, it, it was like a little corner and it had a little like cut here dot line and it said cut here for rope. <laughs> and we were walking out to people at night. <laughs> walking out to people at night. Just run up to them and just going, it's a front, it's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> and we had, the phone number was a real phone number. We had a burner phone. And it went to the phone number, it went to the phone number, it was Brian's going like, yeah, man, like, all right, <laughs> might not say to me, but if you come to this fucking show, like, it's here, it's time, <laughs> and, ah, fuck it, we will say to me. <laughs> 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 and, like, and then the way we were promoting during the day, we realised, all right, we can do that at night, we'll probably get arrested during that during the day. So what we're doing during the day is say, because we had shit on us, it was like, we can't yeah. make it, like, stop. Um, uh, so during the day, we were walking up to people who just looked like stoners and just been like, you smoke? Like, if you come to this, we'll get high of you afterwards. Ah, nice. We would. We would. We would get high of them afterwards. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, Not everyone took us up on that offer. So, yeah, yeah, the only time my parents have seen me was one daytime show, which was a bit weird. And then once me, uh, one in the afternoon in Edinburgh, hung over a shit, just doing 40 minutes of crowd work. Oh, how was it? In, like, uh, I think a 25 minute and then a 15 minute section. Like 25 minutes and then Brian's went over and I did 50 minutes at the end. Mm. But it was too early in the day and I just did not have it in me to try and do my material mm. at one in the afternoon. So I just did crowd work for like a week. Oh, Jesus. Which was, uh, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was having so much fun. But there was a bit in the show where I'd just go around the room and I'm like, what drugs have you taken? we just go mm. one by one. Until someone had an interesting story and they got to my parents and I was just like, nah, we'll not, nah, we'll not do that. <laughs> the poster for that was you two lying down in a field, wasn't it? Yeah. I've got a question. Was that a reference? Was that like a reference to the Yogi Bear movie poster? No, it was more of a reference to Boyhood. Okay. That's a more smarter movie. That's a smarter movie. And that's yeah. A- <laughs> I thought you went for the Yogi Bear movie. <laughs> Which I think when that came out, both of us were way too, like we were... Young adults. <laughs> man, but the thing is, I grew up watching Hanna Barbera, so that was. Oh really? I didn't really grow up watching that. Yeah, me. I grew up watching that Hanna Barbera cartoon, so for me, that's that was that was a great film. Fuck it. No, I, I grew up. I grew up watching a lot of like old seventy sitcoms, mm. and then there's one of. Do you remember Some Mothers Do Have Them? Yes. Yeah. BBC. Yeah. Frank Spencer. Yeah. Was the joke in that as far back as I look? When you take out the slapstick jokes in that, the joke in that was, and the central conceit of the show was, this is a closeted man. In a in a relationship with a woman that he does not find sexually attractive. That's the joke. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, isn't that fucking hilarious? That's hilarious. <laughs> that's a very that's a very classic BBC sitcom kind of. Yeah, I, 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 I think because I was thinking about that, and then I was also thinking about how do you remember? Do you remember the Beano? Yeah, Dennis the Menace. Yeah, Dennis the Menace, Nashor. 
Um, I've thought about trying this bit on stage, but I think I think it's a good rule to never assume that anyone knows your pop culture reference because yeah. it's like if someone doesn't get it, they just they don't get anything from the yeah. time. Um, Pat and Oz will decide. That yeah, I can do whatever he wants, but I've always tried to avoid it just because it's like yeah, it's just you know. Um, but I was just always I found it funny when I realised that so Dennis the Menace had like a sort of nemesis kind of, but like there was no more reason. Mr. Wilson. No, 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 no. Softy Walter and the Softies who were just gay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just thought about how weird that was. And it's weird because if that was kids that were just like, oh, fucking gay, softy. But it wasn't. These were grown adults, probably in their 50s, drawing <laughs> cartoons for kids just like, you bunch of queers. <laughs> Speaking of like 80s and 70s sitcoms. Oh, yeah. Let's get on to all, the business. All in the family. All in the family. So, aren't you... Hang on. Whoa, whoa. I want to go and get some fresh water for this. Go for it. Got to get some more water for this. Yeah. So what? It was a groundbreaking sitcom, wasn't it? So all in the family. So you said we pick a sitcom. Yeah. And we'll we'll take a little look at it. We'll watch some episodes. We'll sort of, I guess. Uh, well, bring, bring whatever we thought to the, the table. Is, uh, I chose all in the family, um, which which was something I <coughs> I I've never really I'd heard of it. Mm. Like the name was familiar in the same way that like Happy Days. Yeah. Outside of the theme. You just sort of like the South American sitcoms, you just know the name of. Yeah. Uh, and the Jeffersons, which of course yeah. was a spin-off of all the yeah. family. But I'd never seen it until a few years ago when Norman Lear, they were doing some sort of a tribute to Norman Lear, who is the writer and creator of the show and the Jeffersons as well, a lot of other shows. And uh, he was on um, Dan Harmon, who wrote, Community and Rick and Morty. He was on his podcast, and and I just thought, oh, this guy's really interesting. And then he appeared on a few other podcasts, doing you know doing the whole promotional rounds for some TV event that was saluting him. And I was like, ah, okay. The way they were talking about all in the family, I was like, that, that's, that's fucking interesting. Loads of them on YouTube, and it still is. So I, I just went on YouTube and started watching like full episodes, and was like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. So have you? Did you ever seen it before? I have seen some episodes, yeah, and right. I know. But the thing is, I know about it more culturally. Like the reputation. Well, like the, the Family yeah. Guy theme tune, the Family Guy opening when they're at the piano. Yeah, is a riff on all the, the opening of yeah, all in the family. Yeah, all in the family. Um, so essentially, it's Archie Bunker played by Carol O'Connor, who by the way, Carol O'Connor always and comes quite rightly thought he was above the shot. Because he was a, a, a real theatre actor. He was a Broadway actor. And you can tell it in his performance because it's fucking big. And, yeah. And he fully leans into it. So Archie Bunker is, is the patriarch of the family in, I guess, Queens? Yeah. It's in yeah. New York. Yeah. And they're like real, like classic blue collar in the 70s, like early 70s. And he's got his wife, Edith, Edith Bunker? Yeah, it's Edith yeah. Bunker. Who's this very screechy... Well, you give it a rest. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I swear, one of these. No, 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 no that's the honeymoon. Yeah, one yeah. of these days, the last one. You can't, you can't do that anymore, can you? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, it's, it's not. It's not many miles from the honeymoon. Is I can see parallels in that, which is another show that I sort of found later in life. Yeah. Because obviously, I wouldn't have seen it at the time. No, no. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, Archie Bunker uh, is the patriarch of his family, his wife, Edith, and a daughter who I forget the name of her. I, I mean, look, she's a very good actress. I just, I think she's the most, like, 
interchangeable character in the whole thing. <laughs> I've seen a lot of episodes and it, the, the, the characters were really full of depth. So there's another character, uh, Michael or Meathead, yeah. who was played by uh, that's Oscar, the, that's Oscar the word, winning writer and director Rob Reiner. Yeah. That's the... Which that, is Carl Reiner's son. Yeah. I mean, the pedigree in this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and essentially, Archie Bunker is a massive racist. And yes. that is a lot of it. Yeah. He's a misogynist. He's a racist. He's a fucking bully. And yeah, you kind of like him. You fucking love the guy. Like, because he's a, he's got the, I wouldn't exactly say he's outright racist. He's got some very right, he's got some very right wing views. I wouldn't uh, even put it as that. I, I, I genuinely have an issue with people using right wing or left wing to explain behavior. Okay. Because I don't think it's a very good way of looking at it. Okay, cool. You can behave that way and still have left wing views. Left yeah. wing is, is, is a, an idea of how government should be organized. It's not behavioral. He is perhaps more conservative yeah. traditionally in terms of the societal meaning of that, not the political meaning of it. Sorry, yeah. I just yeah. really, people yeah. use it so much nowadays and I just think it's, that's it's, it's, it's that's completely what, that's, yeah, you're right. That, you're right though. That's, that's, exactly <coughs> what, that's exactly what I meant. And I to, um, yeah. He, he is, uh, so for, I mean, the, the main thing I think to take into account with this is that um, it, it is from the 70s. So mm. you can, the, 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 the sort of things he's espousing are not completely out of bounds yeah. of the time. Um, and I think that that's one of the reasons why you connect to it is, is, is that you're like, well, this, it feels real. Mm. It's obviously, it's cartoony. It's, it's a, it's a multicam sitcom yeah. you know, in front of a live audience back when they actually did it in front of a live audience. Yeah. But it still feels very genuine. It doesn't feel like they're mocking him. No. At all. No. He's, this is just who he is. Exactly. That's it. Accept him for who, it's basically one of those accept him for who he is. But he's also willing, like he's got those views. Mm -hmm. He's also, he's not exactly stuck in those views because if he was very, very stuck in those, in his ways, he wouldn't be... Well, the stories friends. would be shit. The stories would be shit. <laughs> and he wouldn't learn from, like, the Jeffersons yeah. and whatever and, and uh, the meathead and the meathead boyfriend. And husband, yeah. And it, but he, he does learn. That's sort of yeah. the, the best thing about him. And all of the characters are actually... The, the characters are really very in-depth. Yeah. All of them have, have something. Even Michael, the, uh, the son-in-law, you know, he... he is always the sort of right on seventies kind of young guy that's mm. like trying to challenge Archie. But then you also get the impression that Norman Lear is trying to use him as an example of the sort of ignorance that goes along with thinking or doing the right thing. Yeah. Because while Archie Bunker has all of these problems, he actually works very well with everyone and he works hard and he provides for his family. Whereas this guy, Michael doesn't really actually, well, he doesn't really work. Mm. Uh, he's just sort of like a perpetual student, not really doing anything, but always complaining that the guy so, that is doing something is doing it incorrectly as far as his sensibilities. So what is but, what, but, so what is but there's also another element to it, which I and, and this is sort of why I picked this one because it's very almost trite at this point to say all in the family is still relevant, but I mm. don't think it. I think you can apply it to today and it is exactly the same. Yeah, because we don't change as much as people think. You know, it's like yeah, we progress in certain areas, but some things are just. You know, as they are. people born of a certain time reach a certain point, normally in their mid thirties, and that's the world. Yeah, I think that moves beyond that is melody. That's it. Not, it's interchangeable. The baseline and the rhythm remains the same, and sometimes the melody cuts 
fucking annoying. And you're yeah. like, just stick to the fucking baseline. Yeah. Uh, and Michael, the uh, the son-in-law, I, th- I think they do a really good balance of, of finding the flaws in both sides of it because, and it's it's something that's often forgotten, is that just because you think you're doing the right thing doesn't mean you actually are. Mm. And they touch on things like, and, I, and the word is, is a bit sort of like dirty nowadays, but cultural appropriation and the idea yeah. of tokenism, they really hit on that. They don't, yeah. they don't let him slide on the fact that when he's talking to his black neighbour, Michael, the when he's talking to his black neighbour, the only thing he'll talk to him about is social issues. Yeah. He won't treat him like an actual person. No. He won't just sit down and be like, you see that shit the other night? And it's just like, <laughs> you know, but he'll always be like, did you see that study about about, about black youths? And, and, and there is several episodes where he's just like, dude, just fucking talk to me like a person. Yeah. And, and that's interesting that Michael thinks that he's the one that's perfect and that Archie is the one that's dirty. But actually, Archie interacts more with the people that he's horrible to in words, he yeah. reacts to them more as just a person often yeah. than Michael does. And I, I know this is, it, it's weird because it is just a multi-cam sitcom and to look this far into but it, it's, not, it's quite but, strange. But, it's, it's but not, Norman Lear is genuinely so yeah. fucking clever at how he presents this. It is really a way of showing everyone the flaws on both sides of things without patronising any of them. Mm. Everyone feels like they're involved in it in some way. Mm. Um, and, 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 you know, nowadays there's a lot of talk about the idea of the right being on the rise and fascism being on the rise, which actually we genuinely, I think, I think that's actually not true. Um, I think that's a very easy way to explain it, but it's not mm. really what I, I think like. everyone's had the, I think people have always had these views. Yeah. So it's not necessarily on the rise. It's just. People are being awareness has more, become. Yeah, it's just been a lot more. Well, I think things have happened politically, which have given certain people maybe think they they think that they can now say whatever that say whatever they were holding say whatever they were holding in. But I don't even think people were holding it in. I just think no one was listening. There was no way for people to listen. I I, I think that's all it is. I, I I don't see it as as anything on the rise. I mean, if you if you look at the way people treat each other day to day, people are pretty chill. Yeah, generally. For the most part. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it's clumsy and awkward and stuff, but I mean, this is a very multicultural area. I don't yeah. feel any difference with anyone else. No. And I'm I'm the minority in this area as a, as a middle-class white guy. To be fair, yeah. You yeah, are. no, I am. It's just like, yeah. it's, it was me and my Italian flatmate. <laughs> and, um, but, but because everyone now has a way of voicing their opinion, which mm. is great in some ways, but it means that you now can hear what everyone's saying, and I think they've been saying it for a long time. Mm. You just only just fucking noticed. It's like if you ever lived in somewhere that has black mold. You don't know you've got yeah. black mold, and then all of a sudden you see some black mold, and if you oh, see oh, black mold, you mean it's it's fucking everywhere. Yeah, that's it. And I think that's it. I think we've just lifted up the carpet with our eyes of shit on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, but, but, and, and I think that was, that was why All in the Family was so successful, because I think it was pointing out something that everyone recognised. It wouldn't have been successful if people didn't recognise, because then it's just uncle. Then it's just a guy calling people by names and being dismissive of anyone that's not, you know, Irish descendant American, mm. which is what I'm guessing they are. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I, I sort of see it the same way. It's just like he normally was just like a, a brilliant satirist that was able to not patronise people and look at the realities of mm. the society they lived in and not sugarcoat it. But also show that it's just not just hate. It's, it's way more complicated. It's misunderstanding. And there's an interesting thing for me as well. I have an older father 
uh, um, let's not just say I have a younger father as well. I mean, <laughs> my, dad, my dad had me late in life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, he's a very intelligent man. He's, he's brilliant. But, um, you know, it's, his opinions are uh, of a different time. Okay. And I wouldn't go as far as say he's an Archie Bunker, but there's a certain resilience to changing for the sake of changing. Mm. And I understand that. And particularly when you look at the backstory of the character of Archie Bunker as someone that fought in the Second World War, whose father had been a very blue-collar factory man his entire life and then had his job taken away from him and fell into depression, basically, and it ruined his childhood. So he sees constantly the need to be working and to be self-sufficient and to not rely on anyone else. And he fought in the war, comes out of it, and sees nothing but people telling him he's wrong for trying to uphold the lives that he thought that they deserved. And and that's where I think a lot of his frustration comes into it. I'm getting way too fucking into this. No, you're not. But, <laughs> you're not, you're not. but that's where I see a lot of his frustration. If you look at the characters, I think, you know, he's it's there's genuine sweet moments between him, him and Edith, and I just think like they wind each other up the wall and that, but that's just like a that's a married couple yeah, thing. That's just a married couple thing. But I think his frustration with a world that changed way beyond the parameters of what he thought it was. I mean, mm. you know, the, beyond the Second World War, it's like an incredible expanse of time. And I can totally imagine having that sort of rigid worldview and just and just not being willing to break out of it would, would, would make you very bitter. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think that that's, again, it comes back to today. It's like that, that seems to be pretty much what happens. You know, we, we patted ourselves on the back for several years and the idea of, of a, a stable government and a, and, a, and a sort of nice tablecloth over the fucking mountain <laughs> of shit on the table. But the reality is, is that there's a lot of people under that tablecloth that were like, well, nothing's fucking changed. And, and, and it's interesting to me that people are now, when, when, when Trump first got elected, everyone was confused. It was like, why is this confusing? Right. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. People like, presented the same thing forever, and then you got this massive fucking fuck. Like, I, I'm never, I, I'll get competitive in a weird way, and, and uh, I'm never allowed to play Monopoly with my family because there's a certain point where I just get fucking bored and I throw the table. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what, that's what it fucking was. It was just people throwing the table. Yeah. Um, Question. If you could remake All in the Family, yeah, how would you do it? Who would I cast? Yeah, yeah. How would I do it? I do, the thing is, you wouldn't really need to change that much. And I think there's, it's not like that. I mean, did you ever watch the Carmichael show? Yeah. It's not far, not far from it. And it's also not far from um, Tim Allen's Last Man Standing. Never seen it. Never seen it? No. I, well, I mean, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely have never seen it. Okay. Um, but, uh, it's the closest thing to... The thing is, that the problem is, is that Tim Allen means it. Yeah. I think that's the problem. That's why I've never been interested in watching it. Because I think there's an interest... In, like, it, Norman Lear made... Again, you know, I really... Will and Carol O'Connor made how, it. But yeah. yeah, like how careful they were to, to say, like, this is right. Yeah. I think that's the problem is Tim Allen really fucking means it. Yeah. So you can't... Well, he is, well, he is, <laughs> and he's, he is a conservative, which is... Yeah. It's just that. But... It's still good writing, and like even though the even though the his politics notwithstanding, it's the closest in my mind to an Archie Bunker esque 
character where you can still sort of get in. If you, if you can separate the art for the artist and that, oh, I'm bullshit that is. It's the closest I think they've come to recreating that character and that family dynamic. I, I mean, honestly, I've never seen it, so I don't, I, I don't really think I'd be. But then again, he is also made to, even though you're meant to like him, he's also the butt of the joke a lot of the time. Mm. Like, like Archie Bunker, he's got fan members who are more on the less conser- or less conservative, or less conservative, and he and they often prove him wrong. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because to me, you wouldn't really even need to change that much because mm. I think, well, see, it's about like Morikan sitcoms. It's kind of weird that they're still mm. around, but people still really love them. And they don't really need to change that much. They're no. pretty, pretty bare to the bones. It's basically just like, um, you know, it's kitchen sink drama, basically. Yeah. With some extra jokes chucked in. So yeah. you could pretty much do the same thing now. I did. Oh, okay. So there is something that's really funny is uh, they, they couldn't swear, but they could say the F word. Not that F word, the other Faggot. F word. Yeah, I don't know what it's... Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, there's like a few episodes where they just fucking chuck that in. Like, Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, I said that on stage. I said oh, on, mate. I said, well, not like in a... I was referencing, I think, an Eminem, an Eminem lyric. And it was going really well until I said fag. What's oh, the, that, that, I, oh, I was, no, I was asking the, it was 10 year old me asking my dad what words meant because I'd just been brought an Eminem album, yeah. right? Um, so I asked him, Dad, what's a hug? Um, it's a derogatory word, it's a derogatory word for women. Um, don't say it. Um, I'm just giving the bit away, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not using this. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not using this anymore, so I don't really give a shit. Like, and I said, okay, Dad, what's a faggot? And he said, well, son, if you don't follow, if you don't throw away that Spice Girls album, you're going to fuck us in Were you a big Spice Girls fan? I still am, man. <laughs> I, I, I have never been able to keep track of like what is like a current thing. It's always too late for me. Uh, <laughs> even when I was in primary school, I remember the girls doing the fucking, you know, yeah. the dance moves and shit. I don't know why I'm miming something on an audio. Oh, maybe, fuck it. But <laughs> I, remember, I vividly remember them doing that and then me just like turning turn to the lads and just mm. be like, what is that? And yeah. then just be like, Spice Girls, you fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> How does everyone know this shit? <laughs> I've never been able to keep up to date with it. Hey, man, I'm going to have to, we're gonna have to wrap this Are up. We're going to have to wrap this up. Yeah, right. man. All right. So, was, uh, I think it was a big ramble about where I got way too fucking into. No, nah, you didn't, man. You, nah, out. man, it was, that was perfect. Like, tell people where they can, where they can find you. Uh, City Comedy Club every Thursday. We're also starting Fridays in April. Nice. Uh, check out our website, citycomedyclub.com. Um, it's it's a good show. I host it every week. It's fun. Uh, and it's it's like a, uh, often sells out. So get tickets. Uh, so so if you get them on our website, you get a drink with it. There you go. Uh, also, some mates of mine, uh, me included, just start to sort of pull our videos together a little bit. Um, basically, the algorithms, if you do it regularly, they, they put you up more. <laughs> no, no, if you work the algorithms, yeah. that's totally how you do yeah. it. Like, and, uh, and so we realised, like, well, if you're just putting up every fucking gig, there's going to be a lot of shit on there. Yeah. So alternatively, we get a few of us together and we stagger it. Yeah. So we could still get the same sort of rhythm of doing it, like, every twice every week or if it works out, and you don't have to do that. So if you find that on the wedge issue, well, I think it's just called wedge issue on YouTube. Yeah. Um, there's a video on there of me uh, reacting in real time with Vauxhall Comedy Club to Caroline Flack's death 
uh, I was on stage and there was these two girls and they were chatting and I was like, what are we talking about, ladies? Oh, jeez. And they were, Caroline Flax just died and everyone's like, what the fuck? Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so find me on there. There's also a, a link to my YouTube on there, which I do very little on. Um, that's pretty much What about social media or not? I have an Instagram, I don't use it. <laughs> I, I, I get no joy from social media. I, I know it's terrible and I'm supposed to do it, but I just don't, I don't get the appeal Fair enough, it man. bores me <laughs> so much. David, it's been a fucking pleasure, man. It's been fun. I, I think I talk too much. I'm sorry. No, man. Thank you. Good.